I miss hearing those echoes that used to be next to me and now are in a different plane of existence. I mean, different city, different plane of existence. It's, yeah, one and the same, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, you, move, you moved out. You're no longer in the studio and now we're having to do it online again. But to be fair, that's kind of when we hit our stride, back when the lockdown first happened. I love that you said studio. It makes yeah, it sound so fancy. It's a studio. It's the it's the um, train of ambivalence. I forgot the podcast name for a second there. The train of ambivalence <laughs> studios. Toa 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 Studios. Toa Studios. You say Toa, I think of Bionicles. I also think of Toa Tahu. <laughs> That's I all I remember. I, I couldn't I couldn't like say which specific Bionicle that was, but I know like Toa Bionicles. I think Toa Toa is like the the title of all of them. And they yeah. all had like different Toa's names. Toa's like a race, it. I think. Yeah, Toa, I think it's yeah. like a race or it's like a religion. I don't know. All, all I remember, I think the Toa's are like the the leaders. Like they're the the ones that protect all the pussy bionicles. Potentially. Yeah, I think it's the Toa's are like the Jedi's basically. It's like they're the ones who are the supreme race. <laughs> And, and they're the ones who protect everyone else. I don't think George Lucas was going for supreme race when he, like, made, like, the whole kind of Jedi kind of thing. Concept. Yeah, to be fair, Luc- Lucas is known for, like, putting in extremely left-wing allegories mm. into his work, so I'm not surprised. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if that's exactly the opposite of what he's going for. I think, actually, no, um, if I'm not mistaken, I think the original Star Wars was the allegory for uh, the Vietnam it, War. I thought it was, like, World War Two. It's World War Two in terms we've... of the stormtroopers and stuff. Yeah, but in Mate, terms I think that's of what like, I'm thinking. yeah, in terms of the actual story, it's the Vietnam War because it's the idea of like this underdog group of rebels Resistance. fighting against the Empire. Yeah, yeah. That Whereas like in 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 World War Two, I think it's like less. Neither of them were like so much the underdog to that extent. Whereas like Vietnam, the Viet Cong were like massive. Massively, massively outnumbered, still one. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I mean, like historical wars aside, how are we doing? <laughs> I'm all good. I'm like vaguely, almost kind of settled in with minimal furniture. I'm like there's still like a slight echo <laughs> in the room because of like the general emptiness. But we're getting there. I've so got to the point is... where I've got to the point where I'm not living out of bags anymore. My mm. things are now in cupboards, which is, I think, some major step forward for me. <laughs> you um, so what you're basically saying is you don't have any ghosts that are haunting your flat right now. I have not seen any ghosts yet. Yet. Maybe tonight. You never know. Yeah, I mean, that's when you know you're at home is when the ghosts show up, hmm. and 
you know, you were, you know, now you're living by yourself, so you're going to get up in the middle of the night and be like, did I see that thing? Well, it can't be anything else that moved because it wouldn't be anyone else. Like, you never know. I mean, like, I think, yeah, it was last night, like, my mattress came a few days ago and, like, I, I literally got rid of all the, like, the plastic wrapping, like, this, mm. um, this stuff this morning. And, like, during the night, the, the like, plastic, the plastic wrapping started to, like, rustle. I was like, <laughs> could be ghosts, too tired, I don't care. He <laughs> <laughs> was like, oh, look, if the ghosts want to, if the ghosts want to play with plastic, me, then, it's, like, their, they can... it's their problem. <laughs> It's their problem. Like they're they're they're, they're taking on more problems than yeah. they really can handle. But you know what? Good luck to them. <laughs> yeah, they're they're really like lowballing it with me. Like there there are better <laughs> options out there. Like the, if they go next door, they probably find something better. Yeah. The person who shares a wall with you is they have they have they been interesting whatsoever, or have you met them, your neighbours? I have not met either of my neighbours. I've like. Do you think we can play them. the train of ambivalence? We, we probably should. We should try. What you need to do is meet your neighbours. Yeah, I was podcast. about to say, you should definitely try and meet your neighbours and then plug the podcast, exactly. You, you need to be, just be like, hi, my name is Amrik, I have a podcast. And give them a, give them a business card with a train of ambivalence logo in the corner. Amrik Singh, doctor slash podcaster. That, that, like, that, like, that's like such a curveball. I don't know like, about you, be, like, but so, that sound like... incredibly intolerable, didn't it? <laughs> it, it, like really, it really did. But like, also, like, they were like, oh, yeah, cool. Maybe it's like a medical podcast. Like, no, they're, they're talking about Pokemon for like two and a half hours. I mean, ideally, we don't want to be pivoting to any other type of podcast as late into doing a podcast. That's where we're, we're like nearly three years in. Really? It feels like... It doesn't feel that long. It's it's quite a Maybe while. Maybe it's just because we've done so few episodes. Yeah. It's, and they've been so sporadic. We, we do episodes sporadically enough that every time we do an episode, we make jokes about how we haven't done an episode for a really long time. It's not... It's... it's we're doing the best with, like, what resources we have <laughs> and what time we have. Yeah, exactly. And and then, you know, at the end of the day, nobody's life is being saved by this podcast coming out, whereas people's lives are being saved by you not podcasting and doing your actual job. So you say that, I bet there's somewhere in the world, there's that one listener who's like, life's been totally turn- turned around because they listen to this podcast. It's like changed their life for the better. <laughs> they're now living their best life and they're successful loved by everybody doing better than us and yeah <laughs> i just like to think that that person that they they were just like if train of ambulance don't release another episode within the next month i'm gonna kill myself and like this is the last day before they they set the deadline for killing themselves and and then we're gonna release this episode and it'll be like oh my god i can live i have a reason to live that'd be dad that'd be pretty dark wouldn't it is that technically fan service? Um, I don't. In the most literal sense. <laughs> yeah, that is fan service. That that very <laughs> in the in the, in the very literal sense of fan service. Then in yeah. The very, yeah. <laughs> um, we we have a very meaty episode ahead of us today, don't we? So we should probably crack on with what is essentially going to be the news segment. But the news segment in itself is also the main episode because today. We will be discussing not just the Nintendo Direct that happened on midweek, but the PlayStation State of Play as well. Because fuck me, they don't like to give us a break, do they? You should say meaty again. Meaty? Yeah. Why? (laughs) 
it just it sounded funny in my head. <laughs> it was like, well, let's get on with this meaty, meaty episode that is going to be meaty, and not just meaty, but also meaty. <laughs> is, is is that okay? <laughs> what's what's it? What's that thing called when like for Jewish people on like the Friday is it Sabbath? Sabbath, yeah. So we should keep this kosher. <laughs> I'll meet the meaty bit kosher for like the Sabbath. Okay, yeah, sure. Let's let's do that. <laughs> cool. So as to how we do that, I have no idea. I have no idea either. Um, so which bit do you want to start with? Should we go for the PlayStation or should we go into Nintendo? Uh, Nintendo is a lot longer, so let's go for the Nintendo first and do the highlights cool. of Nintendo. So alphabetical, I love it. Take <laughs> exactly alphabetical. Let's take it from the very top. Um, so the first thing they announced in the Nintendo Direct is a Switch port of It Takes Two, which, um, if I'm not mistaken, is like a really highly rated game. Or like, but it's exclusively played in two player. So neither of us are going to be able to play it because we don't have friends. <laughs> Yeah, totally lost on us. I mean, like, an acclaimed co-op adventure, but, like, <laughs> yeah, we can't. We just totally lack that capacity. And we we could both play online, but, like, let's be honest, that we won't. I mean, we're so bad at doing this podcast. You just, like, any kind of hope of us doing a game online <laughs> is yeah. pretty non-existent. <laughs> I mean, like, but that's the thing. Like, most people, like, in this day and age, like, it's difficult as, an, as it is to, like, coordinate like like you said like well like time between two people yeah so like yeah <laughs> I, I guess that and also Have... when one of us works for like a more unconventional shift pattern then um mm-hmm. that's probably the the main kind of thing because like for example if uh, if like we we're both doing nine to five then it you know you sync up a lot more don't you oh yeah no that is also true <laughs> that is also true but then again, like, once you're off your 9 to 5, like, you've got your own shit to do. And, like, let's be honest, you probably want to just unwind with, like, a fucking, like, solo player game rather than have to coordinate with another person. Unless you truly love them. Yeah, but who loves anyone Maybe that much? Maybe we just don't have that. <laughs> would... also, also true. Yeah, no one loves anyone that much. Like, even if I was at home, like, if I, even if I ended up with somebody and I was sat at home and they were like, hey, do you want to play It Takes Two? I'm like, leave me alone. I want to play, I want to play Ghost of Tsushima for a bit by myself. I need, I need the solitary <laughs> life of a samurai. I love how it wasn't uh when it was a if yeah if it's a it's an if definitely an if <laughs> um in terms of it takes two so the game itself is about a like a divorced a couple who are like going through a divorce who get put into the game and then they they basically have to they coordinate get turned into doll they get turned into like dolls or something it's kind of horrific it's kind of horrific but it's like I guess it's they have to coordinate and get back together to be able to. Like, re- they rediscovered their love, I'm assuming. <laughs> It'd be really dark yeah, if... Yeah, it's, it's remarkable what you discover about another person and, like, when you're put through something, like, objectively awful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And traumatic. It just teaches... Like the trauma really brings people together. That's exactly it. It teaches all the kids. It's just like, hey, kids, if you, um, if you want to if you wanna stop your parents from getting divorced and just, you know, cut their brakes when they go on a ride somewhere... <laughs> <laughs> you never you never know what it might happen. Are your parents going through a rough time? Sign them up to soar. <laughs> yeah, or do you know what? If you're a pragmatic kid and you don't want to pay the price, you can soar them yourself. You can be the soar. Well, that. Yeah. <laughs> um, moving on to the second game. So they also announced the new Fatal... I don't know if it's a new one, actually, but the, the port of Fatal Frame uh, Mask of the Lunar Eclipse... I hate 
fatal frame, mainly because every time I say it, I nearly I nearly always say fatal frame instead of fatal. Um, what do you think a game about ghosts <laughs> when they come right in your face? <laughs> Terrifying. Like that's not something I want on like any level. And considering I, li- I now live by myself, that is really not something I want at any point in my life. Like. I, I like the world's biggest wimp. I like Resident <laughs> Evil is about as scary as I can go. And like for me to play something like that, I would not sleep for like weeks. I'd be terrified. Oh, okay, just Googled it. It turns out it's a port of a two thousand and eight Wii game. So it originally came out on the Wii and now they remade it for the for the Switch. So that's that's pretty cool. It's good to see more Wii games get ported over. I feel like it's one of those libraries that um maybe you could do the whole all of every I mean, single good game. Yes, that's cool. But like, if I played in two thousand and eight, I would have been scared for the next fourteen years. So like, <laughs> no, thank you. Well, it was a Japan exclusive in two thousand and eight. It's only yeah. now finally being ported to the West. Ah, okay, cool. Hmm. I mean, like, it did look, it did look really neat though. But like, the whole, whole, like, half the trailer, I was like, "Fuck! Why is this girl going in there? <laughs> like, why is she doing this? Just leave. Stop it. Go home. Don't play the game. Just go play Animal Crossing instead." Go play Animal Crossing, girl. Just do something, do something nice. <laughs> it's just that those ghosts, man. Like those ghosts, really fuck me over. Like I, I, I'm not a fan of that mechanic at all. Like I, I took a screenshot of like one. I like took a photo of the trailer when that part came up, hmm. and then I sent it to you. And then I looked at that photo, and then there's these eyes in the background. I was like, hey, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like cast image, cast image. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't even know that before. Something like my phone has like gins in it just because I saw the fucking trailer. <laughs> um, we got Xenoblade Chronicles Three getting an expansion with the wave two of the DLC. I'm still on Xenoblade Chronicles Two, so I need to beat that first. <laughs> nice. Uh, have you been playing with the controller I gave you? I I have, and it's been it's been great. It's uh, it feels awesome to you know hold in my hands. I got the it's got this like sleek red finish to it, which just is. Beautiful. I love this controller. Um, that's that's like the one thing I like. It was it's a bit difficult to find, but mm. like once I found, it was it was it was Zane's birthday present or part of his birthday present, and like I really liked the controller just because it had like the kind of like the black and the like the, the red like the interplay between the two. I just thought it looked really nice. It, lo- it goes so well together. Do you know what? Uh, cards on the table. I was looking at like looking out for that controller for a very long time because I was like man I want it but then I couldn't find it anywhere within like a reasonable price because Xenoblade 2 was so long ago and it was only like a special yeah. edition one so I don't mm. want to imagine how much you paid for it but thank you <laughs> it's okay I'm glad, I'm glad you like it incidentally there's actually another piece of your birthday present which I forgot to give you but when I was clearing out my cupboards to move into move to Coventry I found it so next time in Leicester I'll have to give you that last little bit awesome that's that's great like uh, I have already been given way too much by you so thank you <laughs> It's okay. It's traditional at this point, is it? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it's always tradition to to accidentally forget one piece and then give it like la- give it late. Hundred <laughs> um, percent. The next item that was shown is the uh, SpongeBob SquarePants, the Cosmic Shake, which looks like it's building on Battle for Bikini Bottom's uh, engine, in terms of like the remade Battle for Bikini Bottom. Uh, but you never got into SpongeBob, did you, when you were a kid? No. No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, like, I, I, I got more into it as an adult, but like, not as a kid. Uh, like, you know, we used to watch that shit all the time, and it was incredible. Uh, but, yeah. I see. I was exactly the opposite. I used to. I, I remember when it first came into 
came on TV like back in the early 2000s and I was into it back then like really hardcore so I still I still know my shit I know all the references and stuff and the games do it <laughs> um, in terms of the next one then it was the fitness boxing fist of the North Star so it was <laughs> fist of the that was so unexpected that was like so fucking like it came out of nowhere it came out of absolutely nowhere it was amazing like <laughs> just like, Kenshiro I'm, not, I'm actually like like, I'm actually, like, really tempted by it, because it's, like, like, Kentra's, like, so serious, and, like, <laughs> and then suddenly, like, we've got this coming up. It looks weird as hell, and that's just something that really appeals to me. My favourite bit, I remember seeing somebody online being, like, do you think Kentra at one point will be, like, we're about to start, and then be, like, you're already you're already sweating. <laughs> like, you're already, you, you're, yeah, exactly, like, you're, you're already swole. <laughs> But yeah, it it looked it actually looked fucking drugs and like I'm, I was I was strangely into it. I, I'm not gonna lie, it did look really cool. It's, but I just it just came so left field. It's just like of all the properties to do a to do a boxing game like Fist of the North Star just randomly out of nowhere. It's pretty amazing. Um. I would I would have loved to be in that like that pit, like pitch meeting like okay yeah we got this idea we're gonna bring like these two like ideas we're gonna put them together and see what the hell happens and we're just gonna sell it <laughs> they were just like hey um dartboard people who punch <laughs> they, they can they can be they can be on the, the 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 character for our boxing game um then there were a bunch of other things that i don't know what these are but then there was the front mission remakes they announced one and they were like also we're doing two also we're doing three <laughs> what did you make of those the front mission so it's like the giant mech things i i don't remember this at all so we should move on <laughs> um let's move on there was splatoon 3's splatfest being announced did you are you at all tempted by splatoon 3 not particularly how about you no um but i'm happy for people who play splatoon like that there's a new one <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it seems to be doing really, really well, and it's got, like, such a big following, and people are really into it, I'm like, and it's, it's like, it's both, like, whimsical, but also, like, it's taken quite seriously, and so, like, fuck it, if it's doing well, go for it. Exactly, good for you guys. Good for you, Splatoon people. <laughs> um, Octo... I mean, I, I like the concept, it's just very, like, unique as well, so it's, it's nice to see something a bit different in that kind of, like, shooting kind of game kind of field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's fair play. And, you know, it's kind of like the only shooting game that I can think Nintendo has ever done. So mm. <laughs> it's quite cool to see. Um, next on the list is uh, Octopath Traveler, Traveler 2, a game which I've had the first one for a very long time and I've still not played it. How about you? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one I've had for a very long time as well on the... On the Switch? Yes, on the Switch. Yes, um, I've got I've got it on something, but yeah, I've not touched it. I've not touched and it either. I've heard good things though. I've I've heard like because that's the engine that they're using to build quite a lot of games nowadays. So that's what they're doing for like the Dra yeah. Dragon Quest Free remake, and people are basically yeah. saying that should just be the default for any um, two uh, D RPGs because it's a beautiful game and it works fantastically. That's a thing. Yeah, it really does. It's such a beautiful game. Like, like they really have got like the gameplay in it down to like an art form so like it really should be something that's just, just taken forward into every other fucking game 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But the, but but at the same time, like you also want ver- like variation between series as well, don't you? So that so much really be a good thing. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that that kind of art style can probably bring out the best in each individual series because they, they all have their own sort of like distinct themes and stuff like dragon quest yeah, it looks yeah exactly like dragon quest looks a little bit different to final fantasy even though they're effectively like built very similarly but um yeah, that's true there are, are you tempted by this title at all or you think you're gonna i think i will get it eventually but not anytime soon i'll probably get it when it's on sale yeah, I'll probably do the same and then just not play it either. And then just not play it either. That's exactly what I was about to say. Because at some point I will be, I will play or try Octopath One, but there's just so many games to play, isn't there? <laughs> Thing is, you I've, like you've just said this, but now you've mentioned Dragon Quest. And I'm like, I want to play Dragon Quest Eleven again. <laughs> Dude, I started playing it again. Um, when I went to Hussein's, he was like, um, he he needed to catch up on some work, so he goes, yeah, you just you know, playing the Xbox, and he's got a Game Pass. So I was like, oh, cool, Dragon <laughs> Quest Eleven, And then I started playing it. I got all the way till the bit where Hero and uh, and Eric jump off the waterfall. So basically did the whole prologue. <laughs> and then... That's quite that's quite a beefy little <laughs> portion right there. It really is. So I did the whole prologue, and then I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to go home now. I've got other things to do. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for letting me play a game that I already own. <laughs> Um, in the next up on the list was Fay Farm. I don't know which one this is of the different farming simulators, but do you see everybody being like, "Holy shit, a farming direct!" Because there were so many different farming games that were announced in this one direct. Yeah, so it's a weird thing that's taken off, but like, I guess on the back of like things like Stardew Valley, like there's like such a there's such a big audience for this kind of stuff. Like, the really, like, chilled, laid-back kind of games like that. They just do so well. I told you my theory behind this, right? Hmm? Oh, my, what was that? My, my theory behind why they're pushing so many different farming games is because Nintendo are trying to train the next generation for when we inevitably have, like, the, the world ration shortage. We have no more food, so it's like, hey, look, you need to learn how to how to do this, okay? <laughs> yes, yeah, so like Nintendo's just trying to ease us into like when society and the supply chain totally collapses. Exactly. Although, like, guys, we like we've we've trained you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, hey, man, I I don't need to worry about no crop shortage. I'm I'm playing Fay Farm, so the economy can collapse. Or I don't give a shit, bro. <laughs> Yeah, like, like, I don't give a shit. I'm self-sufficient. I'm self-sufficient. Although, with with um, climate change going the way it is, we're going to have scorched earth everywhere, so we're probably not going to be able to grow anything. Yeah, but Nintendo will release some sort of DLC and patch it into reality, so like, <laughs> I'm sure we'll be able to, like, cope with something to, like, like account for that. I love the idea that Nintendo were basically just the saviors of this world all along, and we never realised. Well... The directs I get every so often are the only reason I'm still here, so... <laughs> yeah, fair play. I think most people just live direct to direct as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, next on the list is uh, a game that I'm definitely going to get at some point. It's uh, Theatrhythm Final Bar Line, um, which does sound like it's a line for a pub, but it's... <laughs> it does. They could have done that a bit better. <laughs> they could have done that a bit better. Well, basically, to people who didn't watch this, it's a Final Fantasy um, guitar hero 
like rhythm game sort of thing. Uh, the Fiat Rhythm games, there were two of them on the 3DS. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to this when it comes out. They're going to have around 600 different songs, which is absurd. Uh, and I don't know how anyone will ever get through that entire set list, but it's one of those. It's insane. Th- like, I... Like, I was like, oh yeah, this looks really cool. Zayn will really enjoy-. Like, when I saw the trailer, I was like, oh yeah, this looks really cool. Zayn will probably enjoy this. Then it's like, we're going to have like 600 plus songs. I'm like, oh my god. Like, <laughs> like this is... In- like, no wonder no wonder it's coming out in like 2023 February. Like, they're literally just trying to like grab as many songs as they can into this game. And it's not even just like Final Fantasy stuff. It's like... It's near... Other, like Square Enix, like... Titles as well, isn't it? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some Dragon Quest songs on there. If there's, I know there's going to be near. There's probably going to be like stuff from the Mana series. Um, Square Enix owns so much; <laughs> it's honestly like yeah. a bit problematic in terms of as a, co- a conglomerate how much it owns. But if it means we get cool rhythm games, I'm not complaining. <laughs> yeah, if you get cool rhythm games like this with 600 plus songs from various series, like can we really complain? Exactly. Yes, we should. <laughs> but things like this just make us really submissive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I literally, I will cook for you. It's fine. <laughs> just give me more Final <laughs> Fantasy songs. <laughs> We're such like RPG junkies. I really am. Um, next on the list was Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope. Now, um, this is a sequel to Mario plus Rabbids, one of the first games that came out on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, I really liked this first game. I, I thought uh, Mario plus Rabbids, it, the original one, is really good. Um, I played it once it did, went on sale. It did, it did really, really well when it came out. And, like, it's been reviewed and, like amazing reviews as well like mm. it's, it's actually works fantastically as a concept it's, it's one of those games that it's like it was my introduction into the tactical sort of uh, tactical rpg shooter kind of genre and mm-hmm. it was definitely i'd say like the best kind of bridging point because it wasn't so in-depth that it was uh, overwhelming or um intimidating or anything but at the same time it was mm. it was still had a, like enough depth to it that it was fun and you could carry on playing and like you know i got all the way to the end and i kept having to retry the final few levels but it was like you know it's basically those types of games are basically just like what if we could play chess and chess Mm. the chess pieces can shoot each other with guns that's (laughs) it's a really cool concept like they announced this game like so long ago well it feels like so long ago like honestly it feels like pre-pandemic when they first announced this game right i think it was last year was it? Yeah, I recall. I recall it being a part of the direct last year because I remember thinking, "Oh, cool! This looks cool. I'm gonna get it when it goes cheap." <laughs> Fair enough. Like my concept of time is just like awful. <laughs> <laughs> totally unprofessional of me to yawn on the podcast. I know. Um, the next, I mean, there's, a, there's there's a literal mute button on your mic. I know for this shit. <laughs> I know. And there's also a mute button on GarageBand for this, like, shit. <laughs> but it's, it's one of those things where I'd have to, like, reach behind the mic if I did that, and I don't want to do that. <laughs> um, the next item on the list is the new additions to the N64 Online. So what they are basically doing, they announced a bunch of different games that are going to come within the next year, um, and they were like, we're going to bring you Mario Party, and we're going to bring you Mario Party 2 and Mario Party 3. <laughs> and then um, we're going to get Excitebike 64, Pokemon Stadium, Pokemon Stadium 2, 
uh, Pilot Wings 64. Like, I'm, I'm so really excited for like Pokemon Stadium, Pokemon Stadium 2, because like they were games I used to play like down my friends when I was like in year four, five, and six. Oh yeah, and they were freaking amazing. They were they were definitely out there for its time because I remember as a kid who never got to see Pokemon in 3D like. It was like, oh shit! No, you basically it's like an amazing, yeah. You're playing the it's anime. Such an amazing feeling. Yeah, exactly. You're like it, it just felt so immersive, and like you're like, man, like these three D like Pokemon like fighting each other. Like, it just yeah, it's as as a kid, it's just like mind blowing. Really badass, isn't it? And then um, that segment of the N sixty four games being announced that ended in a quite a cool way where they were just like, and also. And then all of a sudden, James Bond, and I'm like, "Yo, this is yeah. this is actually really cool." <laughs> so, like, if I'm completely honest, I thought that was already on the the freaking um, Switch Online N64 library. You thought it was already there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was I was I was very much less impressed. I was like, "Huh, I thought that was already on there." <laughs> Shit. Um. So. With that game, uh, the, there's a lot of contentious history behind it because obviously it was made by Rare and mm. then Rare got bought out by uh, Xbox and the thing, well, by Microsoft, so they're a part of Xbox. Um, not only that, but the people who own the rights to James Bond, the Broccoli family, mm. they're notoriously yeah. like pig-headed when it comes to the rights. So they also probably made it very difficult to get the rights for this game to be made. So it's a kind of a miracle it's here to begin with, considering it's not even a Nintendo game anymore. <laughs> mm, yeah, it, they probably really had to fight like tooth and nail to get that on to the system. Let's let's be honest. Yeah, basically. Um, next on the list is a game, and I'm not going to talk too much about the gameplay, but there's, it's just the title alone. It's called Various Daylife, which is another, <laughs> another farming game. And I just love that name because they're just like, hey, like, what should we call this game? Do, uh, I don't know. What do we do? It's like stuff in the daylight. I don't know. Various daylight. Just keep it nice and generic. <laughs> yeah, it feels like they were just really kind of just like getting Scrabble tiles and just like trying to piece words together for like what this game's title would be called. <laughs> I just, I'm just picturing a um, like uh, one of those bits like how in The Simpsons when they're naming Poochie and they're just like. Don't call it something stupid like Poochie. And I just imagine this, they were like, uh, well, the game's about various day life and stuff like that, but don't call it anything stupid. Come up with a good name. They're like, should we just call it various day life? <laughs> oh, man. It's like, yeah, everyone happy with various day life? Yeah, let's go with various day life. Yeah, that's good. Um, next, uh, in terms of things of notes, is the Mario Strikers Battle League free update. So they introduced Pauline and they've introduced Diddy Kong. So I'm like... Yeah, that's cool. I'll wait another few uh, updates before I get back into it. Because I played a lot of this game when it first came out for like the first couple of weeks. And then I was like, there's only so much I could do <laughs> playing playing this. Um, so like, I 100% thought, thought like Pauline was already part of the roster already. I mean, like, why wouldn't she be? She's like already part of like the baseline roster for like something like Mario Kart. So why would she not be? So you, I think you're thinking of Daisy. Uh, Pauline's the one from. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm thinking about Daisy. Sure. <laughs> yeah, so D Daisy is Daisy wasn't a part of the core roster. She was part of the last update, but um, Pauline is like yeah, the one from Odyssey. That's, and that's that's actually quite cool. Yeah, yeah, it's like the original Donkey Kong. Uh, yeah. Uh, ma maiden who needs saving. The original, the original Mario girlfriend. Yeah, basically the original. <laughs> 
So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they play. Uh, again, I'm probably not going to go back to it anytime soon. I'll, I'll let the the roster pad out before I get back into it. <laughs> who else? Do, who else do you think they'd add? Like, I'm not entirely sure to be honest. Like in terms of from the Mushroom Kingdom, you still got like Bowser Junior. You still got uh, um, a Goomba. <laughs> it'll be it'll be cool as hell if they just like start introducing characters like they did in Mario Kart where they just got like Link and like Isabel and like other I would love that we like. I would love that if like Link and Kirby and you know people who don't belong in that universe just showed up but then they no doubt they'd be like and Isabel <laughs> and Splatoon Girl or Inkling <laughs> like that'd be nuts that would be really cool I feel like the I feel like the Splatoon Girl would be actually really good whereas Isabel would just be like I'm cute and that's it <laughs> yeah but like I'd be rooting for her I'd be like come on Isabel you can do this you can do I it I believe <laughs> move those stubby little legs run <laughs> Yeah, her her special thing, her special shot would just be like, no, oh look at me, I'm so cute, and then just does this monster shot out of nowhere. Um, next is Mario Kart Eight Deluxe Booster Course Wave Three. Have you played any of the DLC courses yet for Mario Kart Eight? You don't own the game, do you? I own the game. The game's still in this package. Okay. So we'll move on to the next one. <laughs> um, I mean, like some of the some of the um. The course they announced looked like really really cool like they were like ones from like the ds i think it was something the gamecube or something but they looked really cool yeah they do and i'm glad that they're bringing more cool more tracks to the game it's it makes sense considering like a lot of them have been remade for that mario kart tour anyway on the on your phone so kind of makes sense right just port them over to the to the switch to the main version too mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like Mew as well. Like, it's it's nice that they're like adding so many like courses onto it. Cause it just makes for some great variation. Yeah, I mean, like forty eight overall is pretty nuts to be honest with you. So it'll it'll be cool to have like the full package once it's all out. Just uh, everything, you know, because whenever we played Mario Kart, but you know, us and the guys, it's always just been, I don't know, these random four. I don't know these random fours. It'll cool. It'll be cool to have even more selection next time we meet up. Yeah, definitely. It just makes everything feel so much more fresh and interesting as well. So, like, it, it never hurts. Yeah. Um, the next item on the docket is something probably you're going to have an opinion on. Uh, it's a Nintendo Switch Sports Golf. And not just golf, but a I... delay. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, delay aside, like, I used to love playing golf on the Wii. Like, it used to be, like, so chill. <laughs> And now it's gonna be delayed. <laughs> your two, your two yeah, things so. is like we, we game, we games that you used to love and delays. The two things that make you who you are. So like, imagine, imagine like up to that point when it actually does come out, I'm just gonna be like extremely stressed and like really fed up. <laughs> and then when it finally comes out, I'm like, ah, oh, I feel so much better. Just like, look at some nice scenery, birds tweeting in the background. Play some golf. <laughs> and then eventually, when I get bored of it, I'm just like whacking the ball and just like sending massive curve shots in the like opposite directions. Like, yeah. What was your favorite sport out of all the wee ones? Baseball. Baseball. So I'm sure that'll come at some point. I hope it does. Like it used to be like. So I used to find it really easy, like get to get like just like load the bases up hmm. and then just get like home runs, like once all the bases were loaded. Mm-hmm. But then, like, there were, like, things you could do to, like, 
throw like curve balls and like add like spins to the balls to make sure that the other team wouldn't be able to like hit the ball at all. <laughs> so like I'd finish a game with like fifteen plus home runs with like the other side scoring like maybe two <laughs> and like it was like incredibly one sided but yeah. That's hilarious. I really love playing baseball. <laughs> yeah, I'll just like decimate the other team. Um next on the list is Pikmin 4, finally announced. Holy shit. That's been like six, seven years in the making. Yeah, that was a, I was not expecting that at all. Mm. So January 20th, 2023. Yeah. Wait, no, sorry. Somewhere, sometime in 2023, sorry. Um, but yeah, it's Pikmin 4. And it's a, it's a little bit of a weird one. Like, you basically play from the Pikmin's perspective near the ground level. Yeah, but at least it does set it apart a little bit, because I know with the other ones, yeah. it's all, like, top-down, so I can see why they did it. It's just, like, to freshen up the formula and stuff like that. I mean, it could be interesting. It's not a franchise I've ever touched. Yeah, me neither. Even though I've, even though I've got most of the games on various... Systems. ...platforms. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it's... I don't know. It, it's, it's cute, and it's always... <laughs> nice to see that it's gaining in interest i guess yeah like, good people... good for it <laughs> yeah <laughs> but like Miyamoto just seems really proud of it so i'm like hey man just you know just keep doing it <laughs> just let grandpa be happy okay we like we like Miyamoto. <laughs> he's, he's exactly <laughs> um if he's happy i'm happy <laughs> and next up uh just dance 2023 yeah yeah that's uh you know as usual then there was Harvestella, which is another farming game. <laughs> so you mentioned Just Dance. I was like, I was watching the trailer. I was like, yep, they used a BTS song like Dynamite for the trailer. I'm like, this song's gonna be in my this song's gonna be in my head for the next like several fucking days. I don't know which one that is. I've not listened. I don't think I know any of their songs. So, so I I I I, I know a few, but like. Some of them are like so insanely like catchy, like dynamite. <laughs> like it sticks in your head for like it's it's like the like the king of earworms. Like it just sticks in your head for like days on end. Yeah, it's catchy as hell. And to be fair, it's got like a decent beat. <laughs> I'll send you it later. Okay, thanks. I can't wait. <laughs> um, they... I think it's actually pretty good. So. I'm, I'm sure it is. Um, next up on the list is Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion. Uh, this game, I will get it when it comes out, but I'm probably not going to get it on Switch. I'm probably going to get it on PS5, just because I know it'll look a lot better there. Um, I take it you're probably not going to get this, considering it's a prequel to a game which you haven't played. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not. Yeah. And even if I was, it's not going to be on the Switch, let's be honest. Yeah, exactly. Um, next up, which I find really cool, that is getting remastered, is Tales of Symphonia. So I know this was a really big one on the GameCube uh, that a lot of people really enjoyed. Like, people do say, it's generally speaking, it's the best Tales game. Um, it's, like, it's got a massive cult following. Massive cult following. So I, I will give this a go when it comes out, just because I'm curious to see what the hype's about. I've never been able to like get into any of the other Tales games in terms of I've mm. I tried playing a bit of Vesperia um when I got that on the Switch and I think I just wasn't like understanding the combat very well. But then again, mm. it's one of those that maybe if I put a bit more time in then I will like it probably. <laughs> yeah, I mean 
like I've heard while I have heard really good things about it it's probably not something that I'm going to like go to anytime soon to be honest yeah to be fair so many goddamn RPGs that it's going to be hard to get through all of them uh, talking about the exact opposite of a heavy and story driven RPG uh, Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe remaster of a Wii game that I very very much like how about you are you going to get this when it comes out I'm actually really tempted like so like we played this together, right? We played this one co-op, yeah. And it was really good when we played it, I think. <laughs> but, like, I think the best thing about this coming up is you can all play as Kirby, which is the real game changer here. That's a big improvement, because I remember when we were playing, like, you'd play as Kirby and I'd have to play as, like, Meta Knight or uh, DDD or the the thing, the Waddledees. But the, the thing is that Kirby obviously has the uh, copy powers, so you get a lot more variety out of playing with Kirby. You say copy powers, I say, I say you suck function. I knew you were going to say suck powers or suck function or something like that. It's copy powers, goddammit. I, I, I know it's copy powers, but I love saying suck function. <laughs> He's not a hoover. But like, he kind of is. He kind of is, yeah. But, but like, I think, yeah, it's incredible that, yeah, like like we said, like, you can all play as Kirby. But, like, if you've got, like, what, four to eight people all playing as Kirby, it's like I was saying to you before, like, it's basically like a swarm of locusts, like, descending on a level and just sucking <laughs> and eating everything inside. Just, the entire level is just completely and utterly barren. Just leaving a trail like, of bones everywhere. Exactly. It's... it's <laughs> It's kind of barbaric, but it's also kind of funny. It's really cool, actually. Now that you've said it like that, I really want to play that game again. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it when it comes out. But we should give an honourable mention to, like, how many fucking Kirby games there are on this system now. Because I swear, Kirby has by far the most number of games for all the Nintendo properties. I'm, I'm just Googling it, actually. Because if you include, like, the ones which are on the online systems, like the... NES Online, Super Nintendo, and N64. Like, there's pretty much every Kirby game is on this system now. Yeah, so you've got 1, 3, 6, 9, 10. Basically. Yeah. If you include, like you said, like you're including the ones on the um, other. And like um, a bunch. The online stuff as well. There's a bunch of. Um, like, mini games, if I'm not mistaken. Not mini games, side games, like spin-offs and stuff that are on there as well like Kirby Royale and Super Kirby Clash and stuff like that Dream Buffet which yeah. came out not long ago which is basically Kirby Fall Guys so yeah it's good to see Kirby getting so much love on his 30th anniversary which makes me feel very old <laughs> but it's good to see man that's the thing like it's I think it's probably one of the best ones to like bring to the Switch as well. It's, it's like I feel like the Switch really kind of lends itself to having that kind of level of co-op and everything. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's you know it's a multiplayer game, and you got all these multiplayer. It's the it's the most multiplayer friendly console, isn't it? In terms of just plug in and get you got your controller, pick it up, press the back buttons, and all of a sudden you're in the game. It's really cool. Um, and finally, in terms of this Nintendo Direct, uh, it's the big boy, uh, The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, which I definitely read as Tears of the Kingdom when I first saw it. <laughs> so as our resident Zelda aficionado, how are you feeling? I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. 
I like I was all over this. It's like I've seen so many like trailers. I've seen the trailer so many times. Like, I've seen so many like theory trailers by like various YouTubers. It looks really interesting. I've got to say, like it's it's great to have an actual title for the game. Mm. Yeah, instead of just well, calling like, it Breath of the Wild two over and over again. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's great to have a natural title, which is amazing. Like it makes it seem so much more well real and tangible, I guess. Yeah. And yeah, like the lore that the trailer explores, like a lot of the like ruins kind of photos that you're seeing up there, and like exhibiting some of the powers that Lynx has. And some of the things that he's missing, it seems like it's going to be a really interesting game. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, Breath of the Wild is the game that got me into the Zelda series to begin with. So, and, and you know, it just got... And I, and I did it by force. You did it by force. You literally, you made that series enter my brain. Um, yeah. But that... I was like, Zane, I bought, I bought this to your house. We're playing this we're today. Pl- yeah, we're playing, playing this cool. today. You have no choice, and I'm leaving it here. And then all of a sudden, two weeks later, I'm like, yeah, so I beat this Divine Beast, and oh my god, I'm, I can't stop playing this game. And I'm assuming the same thing's going to happen with the sequel, uh, presuming it's this, as open-ended and, you know, as as much fun. I, I'm just looking forward to being completely lost in the world again, because mm. if there's one thing that playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla, uh, which I've been, I started playing a, uh, like last week and I've played a little bit of it so far. And if there's one thing that game has taught me is Breath of the Wild is the only game I played that has done like complete freedom uh, mm. right. Because I'm playing Valhalla, right? And I, I'm like tempted not to look so much at my map. I'm just kind of going off um, markers and stuff. And I, my favorite thing about Breath of the Wild is you can stumble into whatever and the difficulty scales with you. So you'll always have enemies yeah. scaling with you. Whereas like yeah. in Valhalla, I was like, oh, let me try and explore this island. And then um, I kept dying over and over again and then enemies one shot at me. And then I looked on the map and I was like, I was like less than 10% of the level I should have been for it. And it, yeah, and, and I just love that Breath of the Wild, you will never run into that problem because everything scales with you. Like, it scales with you, but it still presents an actual challenge as well at the same time. Like, it's done so well. Yeah. Like, it's it's a thing of beauty. Really. That, that really is, is true open-endedness when it comes to gaming. Like, if you yeah. want... The, the, I, I'd say that game is by far the most open-ended, um, open-world game I've ever played. Like, truly... If I could go it's, through it's it again. It's just done right on so many levels. It's it, impressive. It really is. And it's the first time I've ever played a game where I I was like, you know what? I don't even need to use the map. I, I'm just happy walking around and exploring. Yeah. And it's like, I don't even need to be going anywhere specific. I just like, I just want to explore and walk around and, and like climb random mountains and glide off the top and you know it, it's like when you first play it it's such a thing of beauty so i can't wait for the really, sequel it really is I'm, I'm so hyped for it unfortunately i was telling you as i was telling you before like it comes out may time and i have my summative exams in june yes so i'm, I'm not gonna be able to give it the love it deserves <laughs> until maybe july right yeah, and like considering like I've got probably got one of the most addictive personalities like ever. Like if I if I Pick love it. something, I love it to death. I'm like all of the like concept of ev- concept of everything else in my life like just diminishes, and I focus on that just one thing. Yeah. So I can't play it. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say it's probably for the best that you become a doctor eventually. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, um, have you actually watched any of the um, theory trailers at all? I watched a couple of breakdowns. Yeah, just seeing like what people oh. people are thinking in terms of the the tears and the the, the bad guy, but. Uh, I saw like the the IGN were theorizing that the big painting was Hillier, and yeah, it'll be interesting yeah. to see how it all plays out. Uh, I was inclined to agree, given mm. the fact like she's basically high fiving Zelda at the end. <laughs> yeah, she is high fiving Zelda. <laughs> she's basically high fiving Zelda at the end, and the tears are surrounding her, much like you have like seven sages and. Yeah, it's just like some interesting stuff, like the Master Sword on the cover art base is basically kind of fractured and it looks mm. basically a bit like his arm and the thing that was like clutching Ganon's chest underneath the castle. It's just so many things to pick up on that. I have to wonder I if, it's, about, if it's a I continuation will. of Breath of the Wild or if it's like a, a same setting but like a different universe like all the other uh, Zelda games are. So I think it probably is a direct continuation. I hope we're so. Talking like several, maybe like a year or two in advance, like post the act, the post Breath of the Wild. But does it follow on from Breath of the Wild or Age of Calamity? That's the question. That's that's actually a very good point though, which is something I'm quite excited to. I really, I I, I don't know what I want in this situation. Because mm. Age of Calamity, if you follow on from Age of Calamity, spoilers for that game. You're gonna have a lot more like interaction with like your friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. Because everyone Definitely. stays alive, it's... so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what I want. Yeah, I kind of want it to follow on from Age of Calamity, just see what we get, um, and then at least it's 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 like Age of Calamity. You're you're basically pressing the reset button on the universe a little bit, so. Yeah. They can kind of go wherever they want with whoever they want. They don't necessarily need to be going like, well, this everyone else is dead. It's only Link left, and Zelda gets like Zelda falls down somewhere. <laughs> I think I would, I would I'd love for it to carry on from Age of Calamity, just just to have like other characters still be alive and yeah. yeah. It'll be interesting to see, but we can only we can I, only. I feel like it, I feel like it's it's unlikely. I feel like it's just gonna follow on from Breath of the Wild directly, like maybe like I said a year or two hmm. post that. Make it would make a lot of sense, yeah. But yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, like in as a whole, like we can only speculate when it comes to all of these games until they're actually out, and then even then, we're probably gonna spend a while playing them, and then only getting the answers well in advance so i'd say we're probably not going to get the answers to this in, until like a year from now right so um i guess that's a good place to leave it in terms of the nintendo side of things um how do you no, feel that's good hmm? i think no, i think that's a good place to leave off yeah yeah it is and how do you feel overall in terms of nintendo how do you think they they did with this one I mean, not too bad. I mean, like they're covering all their bases. I'm like, you got some decent like main mainline games coming out. You've got some nice stuff covering the um, the online platforms in sixty four, which I think are which will fare quite well. Yeah. And you've got like some nice kind of RPGs to tie over as well, and some like nice games coming up that they're redoing from the past. So I think that it's not probably wasn't their strongest, but like it, it's got something for everybody. I regardless i think yeah i i think that there is like a fair bit there it's just 
you know, when it comes to these Nintendo Directs, very rarely do you get a Nintendo Direct where every single fucking announcement is like a, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And so it's like, if you get enough things for you, then I'm happy. I, I've got more than enough from this that I'm like, yeah, I have quite a few things to look forward to now. Yeah, same. I mean, like, for me, I think it's just mainly... Um... It was mainly Kirby, Breath of the Wild, and I think that's about it, really, for me. Mm. But it's I'm more than happy with that. Yeah, 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 that's more than enough, especially uh, uh, Tears of the Kingdom. There's more than enough on that front. Um, I mean, having a having a day is just incredible. So <laughs> exactly, exactly. That was kind of like the highlight of the whole thing, which is why it's the the headline of the direct. But yeah, man, uh, I'm I'm game to move on to the PlayStation side of things, because yes, not only did we get a Nintendo Direct on Wednesday, we also had a PlayStation State of Play, but also known as a PlayStation Direct, because anything and everything <laughs> anything and everything that involves announcing something is happening involves a Direct. So like, for example, when, when Prince Charles gets uh, uh, coronated to become the king, it's not, it's not a coronation, it's a King Direct. <laughs> Yeah, when Elizabeth died, yeah, that was direct. From yeah, India. exactly. Queen Queen Health Direct. <laughs> that's just. <laughs> that's like it's just that Japanese man. <laughs> he comes out and he just goes. He clicks his finger and he goes, "She's dead." <laughs> it's like you said Queen Health Direct. No, it'd just be like her HP is now zero. <laughs> he clicks. His, he just clicks his finger and that's it. <laughs> Imagine like if she did have a HP, like her HP was probably the biggest HP in the entirety of the set. Yeah, she she country. was she was an MMO boss for God like jeez, lasted so long, man. <laughs> She's like the super secret boss from like Dragon Quest Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> she um do you know it's like Pokemon where if your health is in the red it starts doing dee do dee do dee do like she'd been hearing that sound for a quite a while, I'm assuming. <laughs> Yeah, she's probably like that on like at least a year. <laughs> like she did not look well in any of her public appearances. No, exactly. Ah, oh, that's so like, funny. Are, are you gonna are you, are you out of interest? Are you gonna watch the funeral on Monday? Uh, probably not. I can use it as a day off to you know play games, which is what the podcast people want me to do. <laughs> yeah, like I don't give a crap, so like I won't. Yeah, but then again, I don't know what else I'm gonna do. <laughs> You're gonna play games because that's what we do now. Actually, yeah, I might play some Yakuza or, you know what? I might bust open Mario Kart. I think that's what she would have wanted. <laughs> there you go. You can give all the DLC tracks a go. I actually look. I'm just having a look at my shelf to make sure I've got Mario Kart. <laughs> with it. I'm sure I do. That'd be so funny if you bought uh... bought like Mario Golf by accident. <laughs> you jinxed yourself. Son of a bitch. If I actually don't have it, fuck, do I actually not have it? <laughs> Did I buy it? <laughs> you, you don't actually know if you bought it. <laughs> sure I did. <laughs> but I'm not sure where I would have left it is the other point I'm going to make. That is so funny. It's like it's going to be the cliffhanger ending of this episode is like whether or not you found it. <laughs> Whether you you actually bought it or not. 
thing is, like, I don't want to buy it again. No, that wouldn't be great. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, okay, I'm not saying I'm not saying it. <laughs> it's just boring because I'm just like boring. Unless it's like some sort of like fever dream. <laughs> that would be such a lame dream to have. <laughs> also, but maybe that's why I've not played it. <laughs> <laughs> that is genuinely so funny. <laughs> I I think I'm gonna have to look at my game collection account and have a look if I actually bought anything. <laughs> um, I guess in the meantime. Uh, let's go and move on to the PlayStation announcements. So, um, mm -hmm. first of all, we had Tekken 8 announced, and the trailer looked really good. The gameplay looked amazing. Uh, I was that looked nuts. It looks so good. I can't wait to get it in three years when it's got the ultimate edition. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, that's yeah. That's just how it is when it comes to fighting games. I don't trust them not to release, like, 20 DLC players, and then I'm like, ah, I don't want to pay for all the DLC. I'll just get the yeah. Ultimate Edition. That's the absolute pain. That's, like, not what you want to be going through when you're, you're excited about a game. It's just... No. For me, it's the worst-case scenario. It's so annoying. So it's like, you know what? I'm just going to wait it out. I'll if, if it comes on PS Plus, then I'll probably play it then. But I'm not gonna. I refuse to buy the game on launch just because I know that Namco's practices are gonna be. And here's another character for eight pounds, and here's another character for eight pounds, and ah, oh, isn't this cool? It's another character for eight pounds. It's like, damn, that adds up real quick. You don't want to put yourself through that though. That's the thing. Like, no. Not worth it. Not worth it at all. Um, next on the list is um just looking there's that rise of the ronin by team ninja now that looked pretty cool um i am a that little bit really interesting it looked really interesting i am a little bit ninjaed out and samurai out ever since ghost of tsushima but this time you play as a ronin so it's technically not a samurai but it's just a samurai but without a master but technically they are different but it's basically the same thing i mean it's it looks cool it looks very different from what we're used to. Hmm. That's the thing. You got powers. So I'm, willing to I'm, willi I'm willing to give it a go. Yeah, you got you have powers in this one, but like Team Ninja made. Uh, I thought it was going to be Neo when I saw Team Ninja. Uh, I don't know if you ever seen Neo N I O H. Um, that's like Neo One and Two are on the PS4, and apparently they're really oh, yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, Team Ninja are known for that, and like Ninja Gaiden, and and quite a few. They're they're, they're the ones who also make Dead or Alive. So you know, people that you love. <laughs> oh God, that's <laughs> not something I want to experience anytime soon again. <laughs> You're just like, man, the samurai game is uh, is 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 amazing, and it's it's extremely uh, serious story. And oh look, jiggle physics. <laughs> so it's like, I gave you a copy of that on your for your birthday like several years ago yeah and you we only played it a few months ago actually did, didn't we yeah for the first time we played it when all of us were yeah, together yeah we, we opened it when we were all together and we all like <laughs> sat there and why are you admitting this on the podcast <laughs> I mean it's a form of talking therapy I think <laughs> I mean like I also have a copy of the game because like the price. I thought, like, it's not something that that gets sold often, but mm. it's appreciated and priced quite well. Yeah. And I've not opened my copy. It's still in its plastic covering. And I kind of see it in, the, like, 
you know in animes like when the demon's got like loads of talismans on it that are keeping it like locked up yes <laughs> that's kind of how I'm seeing it like <laughs> Dead Alive Extreme Scarlet 3 or whatever the hell it's called still in its packaging just to contain it because I don't want to like Pandora box it I was about to say don't say the, don't say the name multiple times because we might end up accidentally unleashing some sort of curse on the world knowing knowing <laughs> that game like some extremely awful curse with amazing jiggle physics with amazing jiggle physics and terrible gameplay in terms of the actual volleyball game fuck me it's not a good game <laughs> no it wasn't a good game none of them were good none of them were good um moving on <laughs> uh, we also have um, some stupid Hogwarts game, who cares uh, Pacific Drive welcomes you to the Olympic Exclusion Zone, I don't know, I don't remember what that is um, I don't remember that something 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 PSVR 2 Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge, I don't remember seeing that, I think it's you're in the cockpit I'm not so entirely sure um, there's actually not that much in this one, but then I remember it was only 20 minutes. Um, we also got a new story trailer reveal for Stellar Blade, formerly known as Project Eve. If I'm not mistaken, that one was quite cool. Uh, Project Eve. Yes. That one, okay. the actual um, trailer looked pretty cool. And if I'm not mistaken, yeah. That was one of the more interesting looking ones. I don't remember what happened to the trailer, but uh, probably we'll give, look further into that at some point. Um, but let's be honest, like the main thing... Oh, wait, no, no, no. We also want to mention PlayStation Stars. They're, they're bringing in some sort of like loyalty scheme with uh, PlayStation. And all I have to say about that is about fucking time. <laughs> so... You heard other bits as well, didn't you? Like the God of War Ragnarok, they kind of released a story video. Up, like, yeah, so released what uh, story was for the upcoming game? So that's what I was about to say is like the final bit is like God of War Ragnarok finally got its final trailer before it comes out in November. Uh, I say thank God because, yeah, it's already it's nearly halfway through September, going to be October soon. So this probably is the final trailer we're going to get. And from what you can see, hmm. they announced a new and very very sexy uh ps5 controller with two walls on it because they're because of um the fenrir's that you see in the trailer i cannot wait for this game i did play god of war quite recently um so i am very much still on the hype and god damn it looks beautiful and i really want those controllers so <laughs> uh do you what do you what do you make of it i know you didn't end up finishing god of war when you played it no i probably will get back to it at some point because mm. i think it's probably just worth checking out again I, like it definitely deserves another chance oh. but like the trait looked really cool i'm not as attracted to the controller as you are like <laughs> i didn't think it looked that good it looks like a cross between the robot from hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy and a gamecube controller <laughs> I, I I quite like it. I like the two wolves especially. Like it's just a, a cool looking controller. So I'm probably gonna get that when it comes out, but dependent on price, obviously. <laughs> I mean, it's gonna be like at least fifty quid. 
Yeah, but that's a standard controller price anyway. So it, it, yeah. I hear pre-orders are going to start on the twenty seventh of September. So I say that I say that as I look at it, it says you can grab the PS five version for this controller for ninety eight dollars. So you're probably looking at seventy quid. Yeah. Oh well, we'll see how it goes when it actually gets released. But yeah, it's um, an investment. It's an investment exactly, an investment for my hands because you get to hold something pretty, <laughs> for once. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did you also see the trailer for Like a Dragon Ishin? Ishin? Um, yeah, it's the Yakuza um, samurai game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That there was, is it an like a DLC for uh, Like a Dragon, or is it is it like its own it's, game? It's basically it's basically its own game. Hmm, that's quite. But cool. it it looked really it looked really cool. It looked really interesting, and it's probably something that's gonna be right up my alley. Yeah, I mean, I can see you straight come, away. Come on, dude! Like samurai kind of RPG kind of ish with that tongue in cheek. Kind of, yeah, tongue in cheek. Tone. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I think it's worth checking out. It's probably going to be good fun. Nice. No, I, I was about to say. I just realized that um, after you mentioned it, that looks really cool. So yeah, probably will end up taking a look one at some point. But yeah, I, I, that kind of is uh, the the. I, I, the, the whole... I think I, I think it's less RPG. I think it's more kind of like the gameplay of like the standard yakuza games but oh. it still looks really cool nonetheless like the beat the beat-em-ups yeah yeah nice um I'm, I'm, I'm uh, there's quite a lot to look forward to over this next year and winter mm. um but in terms of the playstation stuff what do you reckon uh i know you know we're not as playstation centric as we are nintendo centric it doesn't help that the playstation direct was like half the amount of time as a nintendo one <laughs> so naturally yeah. just have less to talk about no, but I think it's very similar to how the Nintendo Direct was. Like, there was a little bit of something for everybody. Like, it may not cover, like, <clears throat> everything you could possibly want, but, like, it's still got plenty to keep you going for, like, the foreseeable future. If yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, exactly. And to be honest, I think for, you know, a lot of people, the main thing they were looking forward to is just the announcement for God of War and, like, the, the yeah. trailer for God of War. Because, you know, a lot yeah. of the times with PlayStation is just a, the main sort of core series that everybody wants the updates on, and everything else is kind of additional, a bit more superfluous than the main series. So I'm, mm. I'm looking forward to God of War as much as everyone else is, and yeah, I'm sure once it comes out, we'll be able to do a review of it, and it's going to be interesting, though, because I think God of War comes out like eight days or so before Pokemon. <laughs> Really? Yeah, so it'll be a bit of a vying for my love kind of situation. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be an interesting one. Yeah, it will be. That's it'll be, be very interesting. That... <laughs> but like, um, how yeah. how are you feeling in terms of this episode? Is kind of about the size of it, right? Yeah, I think we've done quite well to get everything wrapped up, given that we covered about an hour's worth of like gaming trailers. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's a pretty good place to leave it because, goddamn, we just went through a lot of news. This was just one big giant news episode. Our one but big what direct. News. Our one big direct. Our one big. The train of ambivalence direct. But then that suggests that we're going to make an announcement, and I don't have anything to announce. <laughs> Me neither. I mean, like <laughs> nothing. I, nothing I'm willing to disclose. No, not just yet. At not least just yet. <laughs> Give it time. 
we should do we should definitely start just calling everything when it comes to announcing something as a direct so be like guys guys i have a i have a friendship group direct what's up um one of us is dead <laughs> just <laughs> seemingly every time i'm making this joke i keep leaning on like someone dying so i should <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, gonna try and go back, go away, and think of this one. <laughs> slowly killing more of us off. Killing more of us off, direct after direct. But yeah, um, overall, man, like it's been an exciting week when it comes to gaming, and this new year is gonna be one to look forward to. No doubt, we'll get even more news coming out, and even more things to hurt our pockets as we go along. I think as you, as you've just said that, I've remembered two things. What? Resident Evil and also Sonic Frontiers. They both came out with more kind of information and trailers. Ah, uh, shit, yeah, they did, didn't they? Well, Resident Evil, they said that we're going to get like a full Resident Evil Direct at some point. So yeah. when that happens, we can cover the Resident Evil 4 and whatever they announce at that point. Or um, most Sonic likely Forces... we'll probably forget about it. <laughs> most likely we'll probably forget. Sonic Forces, what's there to say? It looks pretty cool. Um... I don't have faith in them in general, but yeah, I was gonna say it looks pretty cool. Um, but I'm not gonna buy mm-hmm. it until it gets reviewed. So yeah, and I even then, I'll, even then, I'll probably wait for a price drop. But we'll see what happens. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Exactly. Support your local stores. Yeah, <laughs> wait for everything to be on discount. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, I think that covers now most things that I can actually remember. Yeah, no, that that is pretty much the size of it when it comes to... Or sorry, the meat of it when it comes to the whole directs things from this week. And that's a pretty chunky episode in itself. Um, I think that's a good place to leave it, as I said earlier. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Well, um, I just want to say thank you to everybody who is listening. Uh, thank you to Amrek. And thank you to Shigeru Miyamoto for showing up and being the happy grandpa we all needed. Uh, thank you to the Japanese clicking guy. You're, uh, I, ju- I just want him to hire him and like just him to follow me anytime I say something emphatic, you know? <laughs> and just click. Just click behind me like a gang. Yeah, exactly. I, that, that'd be quite impressive. That'd be something exactly. to behold. <laughs> I wonder if he has a cameo account, just him clicking. <laughs> imagine, imagine he has his like fingers insured. <laughs> imagine if we saw him break his. He like he overclicked, and he had like two. He had hypertension on his fingers or something during the direct, and he's like, ah, they're broken forever. <laughs> that'd, that'd be super sad. That would be like, oh, seeing a clicky guy. <laughs> We hardly knew you. Um, but yeah, I think that on that really solemn note, thank you all for listening. Have a great day and take care. Yeah, till next time. It's been fun. And hopefully, I think the next episode we're probably going to do is covering Dragon Ball, right? Yes, Dragon Ball superhero movie. Nice. That'll be a good one. Whoop. So yeah. stay, stay tuned for that one. Stay tuned for that one. Take care, everybody. Take care, guys. Have a good week.